What's up, guys? Welcome to the Real Estate Virgins podcast, where we are here to amplify your business. We've got agents all around the world and also all everywhere. Um, there are new agents, there's veteran agents, and uh, there's a ton of people listening. We're super excited to uh, get into this episode. But today we have the number three agent individual sales within 75,000 agents in the brokerage. Insane. 80.6 million in sales. So guys, that's a lot of sales. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, but so guys, this is a very important podcast, very important episode. This is one you're going to want to bookmark. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're all about the power of association, surrounding ourselves with people that are doing things that we want to do. And that's why we have today, Sum and Kim. What's up, Sum? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Appreciate <laughs> it. We're so excited to have you here. I mean, we were getting to know you just a little bit before this. Like, I discovered you on YouTube, yeah. and I, I'm sure you know we'll get into that a little bit. But I'm just super excited to have you. And you had mentioned you don't do podcasts a lot, so we're just so thankful that you're giving us a shot to be able to share your knowledge and pick your brain here. Of so. course. No, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and I did mention I... I've been requested to do some, you know, and and I, I always appreciate that, but I just haven't been able to get around um, from production, put some time out there to go do some of these things. Awesome. So I'm happy to be here. Well, thank you. Thank you. What's going on in your personal lives? <sighs> personal life, I have a family, you know, so I've been married for close to 16 years. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yep. Awesome. So I got uh, a nine-year-old daughter. I have a son that just turned seven, and then I have a daughter who is coming on three months really? wow yeah, so if i just if i fall asleep it's because it's, it's that it's so how are you doing this <laughs> because how are you doing 80 over 80 million dollars in transactions I'll, while while being a dad of three i'll and answer that and I, and I think a lot of husbands might agree you know but just having a great teamwork with your wife it's an understanding of the season you know wow and so it's an understanding that you know what look this probably isn't going to be forever you know like this um but this is the season that we're in. This is the stage that we're in, and this is a time where it's not a time to wait. You know, if there's crops, we gotta, we gotta, a hundred percent, we gotta get it. You I know? love that. Because look, there's gonna be times and seasons where there's not gonna be much rain. You know, and that's gonna come. You know, mm -hmm. so when it's there, you gotta go for it. You know, so it's an understanding and an agreement, not only with your wife but also with your children. Hey, look, you're gonna see dad kind of come in and out, but that's just the season we're in. Don't worry. Like I have the time for you guys. You know, we're going to do this this weekend. We planned this. So we're always looking forward to things, you know. We just got done with Monster Jam, took my son to, um, you know, uh, uh, the Spurs were playing here in Austin, you know. Nice. And then we had, you know, so, and I took my daughter to a show. So we're always looking forward to something so that there's, they, they don't feel the ins and outs. That, yeah. that. So do you find it's, like, important to schedule those events where it's, like, I'm going to be here on this day, like, no matter what. And you'll, like, kind of arrange your, your business around that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, there'll be some monuments, you know, and some some things and events that we'll do. We'll, we'll just always looking out. Because the truth is, yes, I am working a lot, but I'm home, right? So my kids actually see me. It's not like where I'm like, hey, see you guys later when, when you know, at the crack of dawn. And I come back at six. I'm always at home, you know, so they see me. But it's not like I can be as active. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm working right now. I got this to do. Yeah, but, you know, don't we, we want to do this? And the, hey, look, this is what we're going to do this weekend. This is what's coming up next week. So we're always looking forward to things. You know? I so. think, I think, uh, and sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I, I interrupt a lot. John interrupts a lot. Know, it's all good. <laughs> uh, but 
for me, like I have a three-year-old at home right now yeah. and it's so hard. I'm not going to lie. It's super hard for me to stay focused at the house mm -hmm. when my wife, my kid, my family, you know, they come over and uh, it's, so that's why we both Suman and I, we go to a, a mutual uh, coffee shop and I always see you over there and uh, man, and side note, there's a lot of really good agents that go to that coffee shop you know which what? one is it it's red horn there's two locations one in cedar park but there's also a new one in leander it's kind yeah. of in a corporate building area that opens up so nicely so i think that's what it is it breathes really well most coffee shops you go to i feel like i feel like i'm like a giant right i feel mm -hmm. like an nba player in these little tables right yeah. <laughs> but here you got these really pit, cool picnic benches really open kind of like almost like a um like yeah a we love we love red horn yeah yeah i mean we were there yesterday yeah, yeah. Uh, it's but, a good spot but there's some big time players that actually go to this coffee shop there's a dude that just sold his uh, his business for 75 million there's a guy that uh owns like some He's a UFC fighter champion that goes in there like every day. Yeah. And I'm like, that's wild. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's a, awesome it's like we option. go to Redhorn just to be, hopefully it rubs off on everybody. I know, you know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the ROI in a coffee shop, right? It's the <laughs> ROI on a phone. What's the ROI of a golf course? Like there's so much is going on. Right? Yep, so that's yep. cool to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'd love to know a little bit more about you. You'd, you know, thank you for sharing about your family. I'd love to know what your background is, kind of where you came from. Like, are, are you from Austin? I'm not originally from Austin. No. Where are you from? I'm from a, a state to, that will rename oh. California. <laughs> oh, He's from no. California. <laughs> That's awesome. How, how long have you been so in Austin? I'm going on almost three years. Okay. Okay. So I'm fairly new. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm certainly fairly new and new to the real estate profession as well. Really? In 2015, I did get licensed in California as a real estate professional. I never did anything with it. At the time, I was involved in... Probably, I think I was doing network marketing at the time, building sales teams and that sort of thing. But I was in between a lot of referrals. I was always like, John, you got to meet Jordan. Jordan's a great real estate. Next thing you know, they get a deal done. I'm like, do I get anything out of this? And they're like, oh, you know, we'll take you to dinner or whatnot. And then I just started learning more and more. Like, it's really difficult to quote unquote kick back anything, right? And so I was like, what if I got licensed? Then maybe I can just get referrals that way. So I never did it into the intention to actually practice it full time because I had something else going on, you know? But um, I was technically licensed, did, do, didn't do anything. And that was in 2015. And when I moved from moving from California to here and relocating my family, I didn't necessarily have that in place as well. It wasn't until I went through the process myself and then and reciprocating kind of the things that I needed, I thought there'll be a massive opportunity here if should I get into real estate, you know. So what did you do before real estate? You know, I haven't had a corporate job in over 15 years, you know. So when I answer that, it's always something independent, something 1099, something startup, something marketing. But I did have a, a, a run right before real estate with a lot of e-commerce. Okay. Know? So I was at home. I was at home specifically. I was almost forced home. You know, it's a it's a it's a it's a bigger a longer backstory. But just for some health purposes, um, I was going through some health challenges, some autoimmune challenges that kind of forced me to be at home. And so I had lost, let's say, the income that I was producing from going out. You know, selling things, meeting with people, having to adapt. Family, right, having to adapt. Right. And so it was around that time when. There was a little bit of emphasis on, you know, white labeling, FBA, Amazon things. Um, and so I just, you know, I put out a baby fashion brand because that was kind of the season of the life that I was in, you know. And that actually hit pretty well. It became pretty successful, you know. I was able to sell that, started a different company or a different brand. So I was all, it was e-commerce. It was essentially things inside. But as I got healthier, as I got kind of things back in order and rhythm in my life, um, I miss getting out there, you know, I miss getting out there because I love working with people. I love working in groups. I love meeting people. 
in real life. So I kind of missed that and just someone being a you know hermit, being indoors, you know, doing everything. So you had the entrepreneurial spirit For before sure. getting into real estate. For sure. Also, he said something. He said, "I love meeting people in real life." Mm -hmm. And I think right now a lot of agents they're getting they're they're just getting their license and they're probably younger and they're just used to texting and just used to sending messages. Social on, media. Uh, yeah, social yeah. media. But what he said there was, "I love meeting people." In real life, mm -hmm. and the th and the thing was is like, uh, so you were doing this before you even got into real estate, right? You were meeting up with people sure. and and doing meetings or what? Yeah, sure, sure. So I was, um, I've always been somewhat of a an element of a leader, right? Okay. I love to get people together, get the talents of people together, and help mm -hmm. organize those talents and put people in a position to win, right? And so, like one of my favorite movies, at least as a synopsis, is Ocean's Eleven. Why? Because it's a t it's eleven different people with 11 different skill sets that need each other, right? In order to have a successful outcome as a group, right? And obviously in that movie they did, you know? But whether it's someone who's, who's acting or someone, that little Asian guy that was doing like the little jumps and fitting in the box, like I love that, you know? And so I, don't, I didn't necessarily see it in real estate here, but I thought, hey, look, if I can just start working with people again, maybe I'll get myself in an environment of, uh, you know, working with other people, teams. So you're saying you moved from California to Austin, Texas, mm -hmm. And within the first few years, you you got eighty point six million in one year. So last year it was. I'm gonna sound like such a douche for saying this. No, no, it was it was eighty four million actually. Eighty four. <laughs> eighty four. My apologies. Eighty four and one hundred fourteen <laughs> transactions. The reason I say eighty is because the Austin Business Journal for these recognition wanted us to. Um, we had to get rid of some that weren't in the county of, you know, like Travis. Or Interesting. Winston, right. So I had some that, you know, in like San Antonio, New Braunfels, Houston, that area. So we got some rid of some of those. But um, yeah. So as a new agent, I, w I had unusual results. That's sky's the limit. Wow. I mean, if, if that's not encouraging to, to you who's listening right now, wondering where your business can go sure. as a new agent. Man, that's that's. I mean, I'm encouraged. Like, I'm I'm ready to go get it just from uh, that. Like, let's go. so what characteristics? I, and I'm just trying to pick your brain, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what characteristics do you have as an agent that did that, that other agents may not have that may may need to work on those characteristics? Is it leadership? Is it ambition? Is it confidence? Is it, um, you know, the the knowledge of meeting up with people in person. I, I, I just, I'm trying to, I think brain. I touched on it and, and you, you mentioned it and, and the term entrepreneur comes back, right? Okay. Like I said, I haven't had a W two paycheck for over 15 years of my life. Right. And when you get that, when you get a paycheck on the fifth and 15th of every month or the first and 20th of every month, like it's something you're depending on. I haven't had that privilege, right. For, for, um, for a long part of my adult life. Right. So this idea that I'm constantly adapting. So the t term I'd give you, or the word I give you, is probably adaptation. The ability to adapt. You gotcha. know, put me anywhere. You know, put me. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I think the problem that I see with new agents, I wouldn't say a problem. I think a learn an ability to adapt for new agents. A critical piece is understanding that this is not. You're not an employee. This is not a job. No one's promised you anything. You know. And so this is also why I see a lot of new agents, they love to get involved in offices and brokerages where there's a lot of daily task compliance and protocol, right? Because mm -hmm. it feels like you're doing something. There's a copy machine there. There's a boardroom meeting. It feels closer to what they're used to. Feels closer to what they're mm. used to, right? And, and what I've learned is that lasts for about three to six months. When you get to rub shoulders with someone that's actually making money or being productive and you're not doing that, but if you're around them, you feel like it might rub off on you until it doesn't, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I would say for new agents, um, your ability to adapt it is, is, is prime. And it's one thing much. I wanted to touch on, you know, kind of going back to what you said before, 
you focus on in-person connection. Mm -hmm. Does that sound familiar to y'all that are listening? We talked about the seven levels of communication, Mm -hmm. great book, Mm -hmm. and the in-person communication is just king overall. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of your really genuine relationships will come from. That's how you build trust with people. It's in-person because there's an element to it that's missing online or when people just see your persona online or texting like there's a part of you that doesn't come through that way sure sure so so you were i'm just i want to assume how did you build i don't want to assume how did you build credibility so quickly with so many people so i'll give you the backstory i mean ultimately yes when we decided to leave the state that we were in it was the middle of the pandemic you know so it was a time when, you know, not everyone was seeing each other. Remember the time where like it was like illegal to have a birthday party? You know? Awful. <laughs> yeah. exactly. SWAT teams coming in. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it was much different in the state that I was in than it was here for sure. So um, so you can see there was such a, a desire for that connection again, you know. And so for us, when we started thinking about Austin or Texas as a possible relocation, like we spent like once we put our kids down the bed, my wife and I would spend hours watching videos, you know. And looking for as much data, looking for any type of metric, looking for visuals emotionally that we can connect to that gives us something to expect when we go down there. So we would find good videos, we would find bad videos, and we would find ourselves at times watching blurry videos of someone driving through a city, just so we can get an understanding of what we might be able to predict to expect when we see that area, you know? And it wasn't until I got here and we went through even buying a home, getting a new home, where I looked around, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's thousands of others doing the exact same thing that I had to wow, do. Yeah. And I bet you they watch bad videos all night and good videos and all different videos just to get some sort of element of predictability, something to expect when they get here. So if I get into real estate, why wouldn't I not reciprocate that with a little bit of quality, you know? And, and I would imagine that there's going to be many people that are going to take it up like myself. So um, that's kind of my thought process when I decided to become a real estate agent here in Austin. And then from there, it just comes down to marketing, right? And marketing to me is a passion of mine, right? In fact, I would say for any new agent that's, that's listening to this, marketing is your greatest defense and your inability to have any experience. In, in other words, your lack of experience, the best band-aid for that is really good marketing, you know? Because one of my biggest insecurities as a new agent is like, I'm that was so fire, I mean, bro. That was so good. But I mean, I have my insecurities. I'll just be real. Think about this. I'm brand new to a city, right? I don't own cowboy boots, you know? And take that for whatever I meant by that, right? <laughs> I don't look like a Texan per se. And on top of that, I have no experience. So why wouldn't they use a 15 to 20 year all-star veteran to list their home to help them buy a home? Why would they use someone new, you know? And as an entrepreneur, as someone who's adapted in many different industries, be it e-commerce, be it health and wellness, be it blockchain, whatever, marketing was always the common denominator in all of those aspects, right? And um, and so for here, I, I knew that, look, I have to provide really good marketing that gives off a really good message that I am competent and I'm someone to be trusted. Whether I am or not, you know, marketing had to play that role. So the beauty of it is I'm two and a half years into the profession of real estate here in Austin. I would count out of the hundreds of clients I've had, maybe one or two have ever asked me, by the way, how much experience do you have? Mm -hmm. Can you give me some data of how many homes you sold in the last six months? I think like one or two people asked me that, and that was like my first few months, right? And I couldn't believe it because I thought that would be the first question I got from everyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's great because you're you have the chance when you're in person with them to give off the the confidence. We talk about confidence all the time. Where when you're in a listing presentation or you're at a buyer consult, if you can even if you don't have the sales to back up 
you know, like you said, why should you go with me as opposed to a 15 year vet? Well, there's things that I can provide for you. And when you find like your personal uh, value add, or you come off really confident, you can swing that person's opinion in your favor. Mm -hmm. And so I I love that, man. And I I was in the same kind of boat with why I started my YouTube channel. Had nowhere near the success that yours Mm -hmm. is yet. But I've also noticed that I've been inconsistent, so I'm working on that. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that uh, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, there's a lot of bad videos out there. Mm -hmm. And so if I can do something, you can... If I just buy a mic where people can hear me well... Makes a difference. It, it puts me above mm-hmm. just that little production value mm-hmm. makes mine look so much better than other videos. Yeah. So that's awesome that you're finding like, I, I just love what you said where it's like your marketing can over, can overcome your lack of experience. Mm-hmm. That's so great. That's such a good nugget. The first time I heard about you, uh, I was in St. Louis at a hotel and I was sitting down with our mutual friend, Mike Sherrard. Mm-hmm. And he was going on and on about this guy that just moved to Austin and he was killing it with YouTube videos and he's brand new to real estate. And he said, Sue and Kim. And then I was like, I've never heard of this guy. And then a few weeks later, Jordan, he had a listing and he was like, yeah, this guy came through. His name is Sue and Kim. I think you, you showed one of his houses. His Summerlin. List, yeah. Summerlin, yeah. And, uh, and then just the name started popping up and then <laughs> everywhere. And then everybody started talking. And then, uh, and then I, I met you at yeah. Redhorn, yeah. which is pretty crazy. But um, it's just so cool to see all you're doing, man, for real. I, I have a question. So you had mentioned. Side, that's a very side note. <laughs> you had mentioned you're, you moved. Why Austin as a place for you to live like why what was it about austin that would attracted you to the area i think we had made up our minds on texas you know for the past few years we had friends that because you gotta understand like when you come from california when you live in california it's not just california i lived in orange county which is southern mm-hmm. california about t- five to ten minutes from pch i would be in the pacific ocean three times a week surfing so that was it wasn't just that i lived there it was part of my who i was my identity yeah. my dna all of that right not my dna but you know what i mean yeah. culturally right so we did decide on on texas because we saw um for a lot of the similar reasons why people would, you know, cost of living, um, I think the, the, the time and the stage of the, the way the world was in as far as the pandemic and everything, I think that sped things up for us to consider maybe looking outside and maybe looking at a different state. But I looked at Prosper, we looked at Frisco, we looked at you know McKinney, we looked at Dallas area. When I came to Austin, Austin, um, Austin is unique in Texas compared to most cities just because it's, it's more of what I'm used to, right? Sure. Topography, nature, the buffer of nature between commercial residential and nature it's still there right in other words it hasn't been concreted out yet now it might be heading that way you know and i feel very protective of it now you right know? but when you go up to like somewhere like a prosper or frisco or dallas and, and that you can see it's very cemented out mm-hmm. very flat um great for for commerce though like you want to find a restaurant you're going to find it there right mm-hmm. you're going to find some entertainment all that stuff you're going to find it there here does not as much of that but i think that's what um i knew would sell my wife you know mm-hmm. if she's going to leave um, the confines of Orange County. You had to convince the wife. <laughs> had to convince the so wife. That's what it always comes down to. <laughs> you know what? I think if you really do a survey in all things real estate, the female is going to make that decision. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so to get a little tactical, yeah. um, you said that you, you got a lot of leads from YouTube, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that process look like for you? And we asked Jeremy as well. What does that process look like for you? You put the video up. Now, where does the potential client go? 
you know, or the prospect? Do they click on a link? Do they just uh, look you up on Google? What does that look like? I think that for me, it's a good question because I'm trying to see all the different ways and different orifices that people are coming in from, you know? Uh, but for the most part, it's going to happen for me um, with a text or an email. Okay. okay? And then what's caught up now is Instagram direct messages and WhatsApp. Okay. okay? So what I do in all my videos, I always give people uh, an opportunity to get a hold of me. Like, well, that's one thing I'll say. Always give them more than one opportunity to get a hold of you, right? So whether you have your link down below in the description, whether you have your phone number, your text up there on the screen, whether you have a website that's constantly overlaid as a template for all your descriptions of all your videos, um, you want to give everyone an opportunity. So for me, it's going to come through text messages, phone calls, and emails okay. more than anything. Nice. And I'll, I'll continue on with the, the YouTube talk. I had that a little bit later, but but okay. since we're on the subject, um, what I know that you had mentioned you had gotten into it because... Um, would you, or how long have you been doing YouTube videos like yourself? I got licensed in November and my channel went live in January. So November, 2020. And then I was behind the scene, just working on it. You know, one thing that mm. I knew is that I didn't even let anyone know I was a real estate agent. You know, I went to this school champion school, of real estate exam prep, passed my exam. And it wasn't like, Hey everybody, like if you need a help, you know, if you need help listing or buying home, like, let me help you tell all your friends and family. It wasn't even that. I was like super DL, super ninja about it because I wanted to spend those two months in just marketing, mm -hmm. wow. marketing, marketing, marketing. Like if I'm going to shoot this arrow, like I don't want to do a limp, you know, mm -hmm. I want to pull back as hard as I can pull back and then let go, you know? So that's what I did. I made sure I looked the part. Uh, I made sure I had a brand that was authentic to my personality. And then I started working on um, all things YouTube, you know, and that a lot of it came from someone that we mentioned was Mike Sherrard. Mike Sherrard is a partner of mine in real estate and the brokers that I'm at. And I had a chance to interview so many different brokers, so many different people. And I'll say this, as much as I made a decision on the brokers I was with, I think more important than that is who you actually partner with, you know? So what I would say to anyone that's new when they call me, I'm like, look, there's pros and cons of every brokerage, but you have to align yourself with people that are building the business or teaching you how to build it and what is authentic or what you agree is beneficial for your business, right? So if people think like, hey, look, I think more modern strategy, social media, video marketing is how I wanna build my business, then don't go join an office where their expertise is cold calling and door knocking, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But if you feel like your personal one-on-ones or your referrals or your you know, your network at churches and, and door knocking and flyers, or these are, then find someone that's an expert in that, you know? And I think that it's important that you align yourself. So for me, after I was interviewing everyone and talking to all these different people of them wanting me to come on the brokerage, it wasn't until I came across this gentleman named Mike Sherrard, it was like, look, Suman, this is my, this is how I believe that you need to be successful building this business, you know? And he mentioned the efficiencies of video marketing. He mentioned efficiency of communication of the entire world in general, you know? In other words, if I need something, and I want to learn something, we're not waiting for a phone call or something to knock on our door or to get a flyer in the mail. We're going straight to Google. We're going straight to scrolling. We're going straight to Instagram to figure these answers out. Did this happen? Let me get the data on it. We'll go straight to YouTube. Gosh, I have, I have a plumbing issue. How do I fix this? Go straight to YouTube, right? So I don't think it's any different with homes today, with real estate, you know, is that people are going and finding themselves seeking that you know through video content social marketing social media sounds like mike was right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so i partner with them with because of this philosophy and mm -hmm. i think that's important for people because you can't like even getting in shape you can't try five different diets you can't do keto and do and then do um atkins here and then do a little bit of weight watchers here mm -hmm. you got to kind of just they all work if you just stick with one you know yeah 
but a lot of people just kind of you know they don't know what to focus on right no. how how long into you being consistent putting out content did you see results from that my first lead came in i, I want to say two and a half weeks to three weeks wow yeah, that's pretty quick but there's but the truth is a lot of people look at my youtube channel and they say i'm going to just try to mimic it you know mm. i'm going to try to just do what you do. oh you're showing some home i'll show homes oh okay I've had people even say the exact same thing that I said. It's almost like a Mad Lib where they just have blanks where they switch their name out and then switch their, you know, like I've had people, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds exactly like mine. I realize it is word for word. They type my wow. stuff out Wow. and they just, you know, and, um, and so what I would say, there's a lot of psychology behind it. And one of them was, I call it the three C's for results, right? Connection, competency, and consistency. I know you mentioned consistency was one of them. So my thing was I needed to connect with people first, right? Because if I don't connect with them, they won't use me. They'll take my content, but they'll go find someone they connect with. In other words, right? Hey, by the way, John, um, I saw some Asian dude on some YouTube channel. He talked about this Dries home. Can you help me find it? Why didn't he call me? It's because he didn't connect, or he or she did not connect with me. So they took my content and found someone else they connected with. So it was important for me to connect with people right away. So Got if you it. see my first video, it's no good. It's blurry, it's too long, it's fuzzy. But yeah, it's probably been the biggest icebreaker for people that come on my channel. Because the first thing I say, hey, I'm suing. Uh, hey, I'm not only, I'm, I'm also a father. Uh, I'm also a husband. I'm also um, someone that relocated here, right? So immediately I'm looking for commonalities, if that makes sense, right? Mm. The moment we find commonalities, then you can spoon feed them what you want to. And if that's content, if that's homes, as long as the connection is there. So um, so I started that first. My first video was like 20 minutes long, which is breaks every rule. You don't want videos that long, but I wanted to connect with people. I wanted people to think like, hey, I feel like I know this guy. Hey, I have a lot in common with him. Hey, the same things that he desires are the things that I desire, you know? And so, so, so many people that. skip that aspect and they that's go, so great. Right. They go straight to market reports. You know, Hey, how much inventory is on, you know, I'm like, that's great. That shows competency and it definitely gives some data and metrics, but if they don't connect with you, it's just noise. Ooh, you know, what I mean? and I'm looking at my video. Yeah. I'm thinking about the videos that I've been doing. I'm like, man, you're right. All I know. That <laughs> we're taking notes. <laughs> I know. Like, all right, here we it's go. It's all effective as long as you can connect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. moment the connection's there, and so I, I, I talk about it like uh, a lot of times. I like to say it's like a, a three-number combination lock, right? If there's three numbers to unlock a lock, if you have two of them done, it still feels like it's completely locked, right? It doesn't loosen up because you have two of the numbers, right? Yeah. So it's not until you get that third number and then all of a sudden it's just on clicks, right? And to me, it's like you got to connect with people, you got to show that you're competent, and then you got to be consistent with that message. And it seems like when those three things hit, leads start coming in. You know? I do that a lot with events. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's cool that you say that, you know, because we connect with people at events, mm -hmm. like in person. Mm -hmm. And then competency, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're bringing some sort of value to the event mm -hmm. and consistency. You know, we do it multiple times a, a month. Uh, that's and that's so cool. I love I love how you uh, I love how you put that out there. My question is, when it comes to content, what is the most powerful or what's the most uh, ROI? Like, like what performs the best? Performs the best for sure is showing homes. Oh. Because look, at the end of the day, the purchase of a home still needs an empathetic connection with another human, which is an agent like us, right? That's why I believe AI, you know, eye buying, you know, all this stuff. I believe they'll have some traction in the future, but that empathetic connection like is still existing there, right? So ultimately, homes are emotionally driven purchases, right? And oftentimes a decision that is concluded by one of the 
partners and in a relationship maybe you know then we we joke that it was a wife but right. it, it, it often is you know yeah, for sure. if they give the okay then everything is just you know it, it's just <laughs> details right you um, kind of answered a question that i had for for later on which was you know with all this ai with with automation with all this new technology that's out there's been chatter of like are realtors even going to be a thing in 10 years yeah and so i totally agree like my my point to that is there's always going to be a need for the human connection. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a need for someone that understands you on a deeper level than just the black and white text that, that can be input. Mm -hmm. And that trust is so important. You, you don't necessarily trust an AI, but you can trust a human that you can hear has your best interest at the forefront of what they're doing right. and that they're in your corner. So I, I 100% agree. I do believe that there will always be, at least as far as I can see out, there'll be a human empathetic connection. However, the amount of people that are being counted on will be much less. Mm. You know what I mean? Totally. Like I would imagine, like think back to a profession that at one point was really glamorous and does not exist anymore. Let's talk about the travel agent. I, I knew you were going to you know say I mean? that. <laughs> like at one time they would say things like this. And I remember being young and hearing them like, oh no, I have a referral book of business. Every year, the Johnson family, the Smith family, the Kim family, they all depend on me every year. So I'm fine. I have all referral based. You know, I don't even need a market. You know, I'm a refer. And how often do we hear that today with agents, right? It's all referral based and that's great. But what that really just says is that you've been successful over a period of time in a season of time long enough for this to make its course. But if you don't adapt, if you don't keep up, eventually just because you sold their uncle a home doesn't mean you're gonna sell the nephews a home. You know, they're gonna go find someone they connect with that has competency and that's consistently put out a message that they will find. So, um, and I think another thing I wanna point out is that video does, it's efficient, right? So when I do meet people I've already done the work to feel like they know who I am. So I don't need to resell myself, you know? You've already broken down the barrier of unfamiliarity. Not only unfamiliarity, but they don't mind the way I look. They don't mind the way I talk. They don't mind the, my age. They don't mind that I'm a man. You know what I mean? Like these things have already been broken down, right? right? And then they called me. So I'm already up ahead. Mm. Now I can just be That makes ready. sense. You know you, I mean? You've taken away a lot of the... Um, the wall of distrust. Yeah, like you've already laid down the ground. For, like you said, they, they're in agreement of these things that you're the person they want to work with. It makes me feel competent and confident. I'm sorry, confident. Because it's like going on a blind date. You know what I mean? Like I'd be insecure if they don't know what I look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you, but the did fact you ever? that they know all of that about me and they still call me, now I can be efficient. We can get right into what you mm. need. I already know you like me. Right. I already know you trust me. That's you know why you me? called me. That's why you come. And guess what? If they wanted to work with someone, of, uh, if they want to work with someone older, they find someone older. Someone younger, they find someone. They want to work with a woman, they can find a woman. They want to work with someone that's not Asian, they'll find someone that's not Asian, right? But the fact that they call me, they've already said yes to those things. The efficiency that that provides me and allows me is every every bit the reason I was able to individually as a solo agent close 114 homes last year. You know what I mean? It's because I didn't have to spend the time. Like I get a lot of agents that say, "Sue, I get leads from my." from my office or I get off city lead or whatever, right? Half the time you're spending, you're selling yourself on that lead. Who is this? Who's calling me? Who are you? You know, then they start doing research on you. You didn't organically curate that for them to reach out to you. You just given that. Now you have to sell them on yourself, you know? 
That's so true. The video does the work for me when I'm sleeping. I'm selling myself every night. That sounds funny, but, but <laughs> I'm selling myself 24-7 on an open platform. Right. Those evergreen videos are so important. Yeah. It's the, you know, it's doing the work again while you're asleep. When, when the client hasn't, you know, reached out to you on Instagram or whatever it is, mm -hmm. there's, there's still, you're gaining the advantage without you even knowing it. Right. Right. Absolutely. I think the biggest holdback for a lot of agents are like, I don't see any results. I'm doing these videos and I don't see any results. And for like, like we're saying, you just got to be consistent mm -hmm. and you have to be competent. And what was the other one? You have to be uh, 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 competent. Connection. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's the big thing is like you can, if you're like Suman said, if you are doing one of the three or two of the three, the lock is still locked. Right. It's whenever you, I'm looking at my, I'm, like as we're sitting here talking, I'm looking at my videos and I'm going, I'm missing the connection part. Me too. I like that. Sound, it, it sounds like if you're sitting there going, why aren't people watching this? Why aren't people reaching out? It's like, one of the three is missing. Right, right. And they'll connect on any level. Like my story is, and I'm definitely for sure, and, and I'm very well aware of this, but I'm carrying the flag for those relocating, you know? And you're welcome every agent in Austin, right? As much as like it's troubled us as residents here and seeing how much things are changing, traffic, politics, all that stuff, right? But let's be real. Like every agent has really benefited from the out, the relocation. Oh, for sure. Right? So oh, yeah. I realize I'm carrying that flag, but guess what other flag I could... I could carry if I had the, the ability to do that. I'm a third generation Austinite. My grandparents were born. I know everything there is about, you know what I mean? Like that's a value piece, right? Mm -hmm. And what if I was authentic and be able to use that as a, as a platform on YouTube? You don't think that's powerful? It's heck powerful. You know, you know? what's crazy is yeah. I, one of my biggest insecurities was my tattoos because yeah. Jordan and I were in a heavy metal band before we yeah. got into real estate. Yeah. But what I realized was is like, I'm just who I am. And I provide that connection and that consistency and that competency that eventually the people that connect with me, they don't care. It's going to make it easier for you, too, because guess what? You can be yourself. Yes. Yeah. I'm, like, wearing, I'm wearing a trucker hat right now. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I actually I've noticed in my last like 20 meetings, I'm I'm dressing down a little bit more just because it's comfortable for me. But again, as long as I've been feel I have enough competency online. Yeah, but now you have the credibility for all that. Absolutely, absolutely. And so sure. it's like, yeah. well, yeah, it doesn't matter what yeah. I what I wear because I'm still going to sell your it's, house. It's my theory of celebrities in Los Angeles. If you see them on like TMZ, they look homeless. Like they're, <laughs> coming of, they're coming out of Whole Foods in a stretched out V-neck and, you know, like sweats, right? Yeah. Why, why did they do that? Why did they allow themselves to be looking like that in public? It's because they know that you know them at their best. Mm. You've seen them in the Oscars. You've seen them in every... And, and roles in different movies. You've seen them at their very best in their very best shape. So when they're out there, like, you know, you already know what I'm about. Yeah. So I'm going to look homeless. That's so great. You know I mean? <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> yeah. And John, like to your point, like if someone's not going to work with me because of my tattoos, I don't want to work with you either. Yeah, like so it's true. probably not going to be a good fit. Um, Suman, I want you to go back to your first sale, mm -hmm. very first sale. Mm -hmm. And I want you to think about uh, maybe a lesson that you took away from that. And then, also think about when did you know that real estate was going to be the career for you? You had mentioned you had a corporate job, you know, long time ago. You did entre entrepreneurial stuff for 15 years between then. When was it real estate is what I'm going to do now? Good question. I'm thinking back to the first sale. Sorry, I know I like yeah. front loaded that question. Yeah, a lot of questions. Think, but <laughs> I guess the way to answer that is is. I'm, I'm humbled enough to say that I'm still pretty new 
you know, I'm still fairly new. I'm sure there's still a lot for me to learn. But I do say I probably did from an experience standpoint, like a decade amount of work in a couple of years. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So so that's there for sure. Um, no, it was pretty quick. I mean, like I said, at the heart of who I am and I'm an entrepreneur, you know, and what I'm realizing even in the position I'm in today is like this could lead anywhere, you know. You'd, you'd be so it, it's exciting to have conversations about tech products that can affect real estate you know like I'm always an entrepreneur right so I guess what I'm saying is I don't even know right now that that's that's the case you know that I'm gonna do this forever you know right but but I love it and I'm and I'm good at it and I'm good at helping people and I feel very confident and efficient in my ability to find people a home and to help get and to help list a home as well another question yeah. So the answer, I don't, I don't know. I don't know when that moment was. So it hasn't hit for you yet where you're like, this is going to be the long-term play, but it has hit where it's the, I can do this right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm killing it. What I'm doing right now, it's going to evolve. It's going to evolve and it's going to, it's just going to evolve. It's going to evolve into something entrepreneurial and it's going to be a value add to anyone who's connected to me who needs my services yeah and we we started talking before we were rolling about thinking about the end we you know alluding back to a few episodes ago a lot of agents get into this business and like you said they just want that paycheck to validate that you know hey look what i did like i did it It, i went through the schooling and and whatever like getting licensed and it wasn't for nothing but then it's how can i make this a career or what does my exit from here look like because unless you start planning for that you're going to blink your eye and you're going to be 30 years down the road with no plan in place. Right. And so it's important for people to think about that. Uh, You know, the brokerage we're at is real big on um, making real estate work for agents, not necessarily be worked by agents. Mm -hmm. And so that looks like being able to invest in properties for yourself, multifamily, things like that. That's one avenue. There's so many different things you can do with real estate. You can do referral business. You can do where you lead a team and you're getting uh, like a, a split commission from that and like teaching them lessons so that you're not having to do the lead gen. You're not having to do all the, the daily activities. That's what I love is that there's so much possibility. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so my question was, is I noticed a lot of the houses that you've sold um, are within a certain price price range mm-hmm. is that on purpose like have you, have you marketed towards that certain price range or because it's really like i mean correct me if i'm wrong seven eight hundred nine hundred thousand mm-hmm. i mean upwards of like higher a, end a million and a half mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. are you marketing towards those type of people that are in that price range or has it i mean i am i am I, that's something I've, I've tested in my youtube channel like okay. in the beginning if i'm showing homes that are more entry level you know and the beauty, I mean, let's be real. One of the realities is, look, home prices have increased tremendously in the last three years, right? They've adjusted lately, right? But overall, in Austin, what used to be 200 is now 350. What used to be 350 is now 500. It's mm-hmm. a new norm, right? So, but I did test that on my YouTube channel. I remember in the beginning, like, I'm like, I don't see myself. Well, I didn't give myself enough credit, right? So I'm going to just stick to like, hey, 350, 400, 420s, what have you, you know? And I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, I would test this. I would start, maybe if I show homes that are like a little bit higher range, more, you know, in the 700s. And then lo and behold, as I started showing those, the people that would call would have that budget, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I said, let me test some luxury homes, you know? Let me just get myself and start showing that off. And it wasn't like immediate where every someone, someone calls me and says, my budget is two, three million. But I started getting those for the first time once I started leveling up what I'm showing. So here's the psychology of it. Whatever you're standing in front of, whatever you're talking about, 
the psychology is that people think that you're you're capable of obtaining that for them. So right? you're advertising the client. You're trying to attract the client of what you're showing, sure, and that's sure. that's so intentional. Put me put me in front of a Honda Civic. I look like I sell Honda Civics. Put me in front of a Ferrari. I might look like I sell Ferrari. But the but psychology of when people see that is. I want that house. He's in the way. He must be able to help me obtain that, you know? And so that's the beauty of video. And it's, it's, a, it's more psychology than anything else. That's Ooh. a great lesson. What you stand in front of it exemplifies on who you are. We've seen people that aren't the most attractive with really good looking partners, you know? But just because they're with them, you think there's something about them Ooh. that got them that. Because we don't see it up front, right? Yeah. Like, but there mu- that, must be, that person must be rich must be, you know, whatever, yeah. Yeah. whatever. but you there's know what? something about that. And, and that's what homes do. You just stand in front of them and somehow they'll correlate a connection to get that. They got to come through you. Ooh. I have such a funny story about like, this is such a sidebar and I'm sorry for even bringing this up. I did an interview when I first moved to Austin and it was between going to work at a car dealership or a print shop, which is my printing was my background, advertising, like marketing, all that good stuff. And the guy at the car dealership was the most awkward interview I've ever been in. He was like, he was like, Jordan, I'm not attractive. I'm not good at anything. I blah, blah, blah. But I have a hot ass wife and I make a shit ton of money. And, and I, I was like, that's great. And he's like, you don't believe me? And he like digs through and he finds his W2 and he throws it in front of me. He goes, read that number. And I was like. 184,000. He goes, that's right. <laughs> he goes, if you want to be like this, you join here today. You're like Jonah Hill in the Wolf of Wall Street. It's like, show me. How much do you I made 70,000. Show me. I'll quit my job right now. I, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. Now, what's funny is it turned me off so much because yeah. I was like, this guy's like on this guy's on drugs or something. Yeah. Like, it scared me. So I went to the print shop. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, sorry for the sidebar. So, just that reminded me of that. That is hilarious. <laughs> Tell me about this rock band. Rock band? What kind of music? We were a heavy metal band. Like, uh, like give me like... Screaming, yes. like... <laughs> um, everyone everyone that asked, like, just has a blanket statement. We're like, Metallica. Okay. But it's, it's much more down tune not singing it's like it's very heavy like screaming yeah like hardcore oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. we were we got to like tour around who, who was who was the singer uh john sang so not i sang didn't scream uh but uh and play guitar and i was bass Heck yeah. yeah. and then we were the money suppliers of the band it was super fun though like it was a very entrepreneurial time of our life like we had to figure was this the type of hardcore rock where you're rapping the mic cord around your fist yes yeah yeah, yeah. you know sort you know i'll tell you why i know that because i come from a um from a christian background me too and when i was younger christian hardcore scene was kind of a big deal yeah it's called the spearfoot hardcore scene tooth and nail records yeah tooth and nail oh, yeah. for today unashamed focus overcome yes All yeah that. that was like and so yeah i, I was I, I remember going to shows and i was young i was in, i was a teenager but i just remember there's no energy like a hardcore show. Yeah. You know? Oh, hundred percent. And if you understand the lyrics of what they're saying, then it's not screaming, right? It's yeah. Actually, yeah. It's pretty. And then, yeah. And then the I think it's thrown in your face and you're swinging away. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of, um, miss, um, misunderstanding or like mislabeling what hardcore music is. And I'm, I'm so glad that you, you like empathize with and like you, you understand it because the energy is unreal. Like that was the big thing for me is like, I was not a big, uh, pit person like I, I don't do all that but you knew if you were playing and that wasn't happening they weren't feeling you 
It, it's the, it's the double bass drums. It's yeah. it's just everything. But and it's knowing, it's also knowing the lyrics of the songs. You know. So it, it, yeah. yeah, like there's nothing wrong with going to a John Mayer concert, yeah. but tell me the energy at like a an Under Oath show is not completely Under, oh, different. I remember Under Oath, 18 <laughs> Visions, was, uh, uh, yeah. 18 Visions. Yeah, 18 Visions, another one. Um, like Amberlynn, Emery. Yeah. Uh, dude, such a good time. I'm, that's so awesome. There you go. That's I know that's very impressive. Yeah. Um, okay, so besides video, is there anything that you do to get clients? Yeah, what other like advertising or marketing do you do, if any? I mean, YouTube could be yeah, could the be bread real. and butter. I'm going to say this with a caveat saying that it doesn't mean I won't ever do it. So you'll hear me a lot as, as someone that says, like, I've never done this yet, right? And it, But I don't want that to be construed as I will never do that, right? Mm. So I've not yet to spend money on ads in any case. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, I'm proud of that, you know? And I will. I will spend money on ads. I just haven't had to yet. You know, I haven't had to dance for leads yet. You know, like, I don't mm -hmm. mind. I'll, I'll point at disappearing captions. On well, day, you know, I'll do it all. Right. But I haven't had to do those things yet. I know? mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> right. Right. It's Did y'all hear him? He said, I'll point at disappearing captions. <laughs> <laughs> like on TikTok. <laughs> I'll do that. Inspection. Yeah. Yeah. Appraisal. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do all. Do I'm, you have a t TikTok following? I I. I, I I'm lacking there. I do have a TikTok, but I'm lacking there. So again, I'm I'm someone that will I'm not just gonna chase everything, right? And I think TikTok is super powerful and short form is super powerful and all that stuff about um analytics and all that stuff is, is all true. But I haven't had to do all of that yet. Okay. So I've had enough with where I'm at. Um and then when I'm I'll lead that way. I'll, I'm only do. I'm only do all of it, but I, I just haven't have to do it. I yet. think that goes back into what you said earlier, where you said there's so much power in adaptability. Mm -hmm. You're saying I haven't done it yet, mm -hmm. and maybe one day I will. Yep. Right? And yep, so, yep, yep. so I never want to say I, I wouldn't. I just haven't had to yet. You know, no. and, and until that dries up or I need to adapt. You know, but there's something about being preemptive and getting ahead of something for sure. You know, and I'm very very comforted by the group that I'm surrounding myself with, my partners, that they're always looking ahead, you know, whether it's Clubhouse, ChatGPT, whatever that is that's next or on the forefront, I can focus what I need to do and they can stay zoom in red alert, get on top of this right now, you know? So, I like it. Yeah. Um, what would you say was like a pivotal moment or maybe a system that you implemented in your business that just completely elevated your, your business and your production? Man, I... I I realized really quickly with new construction that there's some videos that get more hits than others. And every time I would put this floor plan of a particular builder, it's a phenomenal floor plan, 5,100 square feet, five bedrooms, six bathrooms. Is it the Dries home? It's the Dries home, you know? And I did that same video and it, again, it performs. It's like, it's just such it a performs. beautiful house. So what, what happened was I, I was, I started putting this out it's funny because I start to hear around the grapevine, even from the division vice president of juries, you know, like they don't necessarily approve everyone to go and film their stuff, but they had a, a, a I don't know, should I say this out loud? But anyways, <laughs> he approved of it and they pointed me as an example, like, hey, if people just did it like this guy, you know, mm -hmm. like we'd be fine with it, you know? And that's and, great. So long story short, um, I realized that when, it can, when I can focus in, and that was like a focus of mine, because I knew that was like a 1.3, 1.5 million dollar home, you know? And I started focusing on that because it was, it was attractive, it was a sexy home as it was, but I knew that people were looking for that home as well, you know? And because of the video that I put out, I I then I did almost every model home of that particular floor plan. I ended up selling, as of my last count, eight of those. Okay, 
And I realized that I can have a theme and almost force myself to be the face of a floor plan, you know? Mm. And, and people started reaching out to me. I'll tell you how crazy this gets, okay? It gets so crazy to the fact that someone in Houston wanted this floor plan. They had the contract in place, but they were crediting me with the fact that I introduced it to them on YouTube. They wow. Called, they, called, they called me and said, we already have everything in place. Can we put you on? Because we, because you're the reason why we're getting this. And you're like, yes, you can. <laughs> and you know what? Normally, if this was a resale home, I certainly would refer to that because it's not my city. But new construction is, it's, it's. And they said, look, Suman, just help us with the the structurals on it. You know, make sure we do the most and the most efficient for resale value. You know, because you know this floor plan better than anyone. And and that to me at that moment was like, wow, video, and putting my putting myself at the emphasis on that floor plan. You know, was was a huge pivotal moment for me. So. Yeah. What does reaching out to these new build, these builders look like? Like, hey, can I just go do a video? No, in the beginning, I didn't really ask. You just did it. It's a public space. They're showcasing something. You know, they want you to get this out there. They want you to sell it. It's free advertising free for advertising. them. Right. It's not a private residence, you know, it's, it's a sales office, you know. And so, but I would, in the beginning, I would say, hey, is it okay if I come by? I have a lot of clients that do want to see this. Can I just film the inside? Oh, go ahead, you know? Yeah. And so one thing I, I and I, I never want to tell people how to do their business, but for me, I, I come from a place where just do it. Yeah. You know, if you ask too many questions, you're, you're going to, you're going to get too many answers. <laughs> me too. Ask you for forgiveness, I mean? not permission. Yeah, I always do that. The last thing you want is someone going to some dusty book and Hey, paragraph, you know, 43, <laughs> C, blah, 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 you know, just, you know, take it off if you have to, you know, but the, but so in the beginning. Um, just, I would ask, you know, a little bit, but I would more or less, I would almost, as long as, this is what I've learned. As long as you look, look like you know where you're going, they'll let you do it. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the YouTube videos, a joke where if you have a ladder with you, you can get in anywhere, you know, <laughs> yeah. you that? those two people that carry a ladder into a movie theater, That's them funny. In, into an amusement park. If you have a ladder with you, they'll just let you in. As long as you know, look like where you know where you're going, like they'll let you in. I'll tell you how this comes full circle now. And this is kind of, this is mind blowing to me. This is new. This is new for me in the past couple months, but in the past two months, I've had two different builders want to give me listings of their new homes, essentially taking work away from their sales counselors and giving it to me because they're realizing I have reach, you know? So um, just, I'm about to close my second home with GFO as a listing agent, you know? I have, I'm a list, I just listed a new sale home as well, you know? That's and so exciting. It's crazy because they have people in professional positions to sell this stuff, but mm -hmm. they also realize they're just inbound, waiting for inbound calls, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I see a shift there as well. Ooh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't they use me? I have, I can get 10 next to reach. You Almost know? like yeah. home influencers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see it. That's just yeah. a whole, that, I mean, we talked about the possibilities with real estate. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. you don't know what kind of doors are going to open from the activities that you may not see results from right now. But when you get it locked in, that's such a great right. lesson. So where I used to have to ask for permission, they're reaching out to me now. Mm -hmm. Can you please come down here? We have a new grand opening. Will you please film this? Can you, you know, like that's a far cry from asking permission. Do you know what I mean? So that's yeah. awesome. There's new income possibilities too. There is, there is. And, and I just mentioned one, I listed a new construction home. They hire professionals to sell these, but they, they bypass them and said, we want you to sell this. You yeah. Know? That's awesome. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. That's crazy. All yeah. without spending a dime on advertising. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I have one last question before we wrap up. I want you to, to think about 
your year one, you're, you said you're about three years into this now. If you could go back to your year one self, maybe even prior to a transaction, knowing what you know now, is there a lesson that you would t teach that person? Like one main takeaway that was like, hey, like here's the shortcut or hey, like stop worrying about this. Like what lesson would you tell yourself? You know, I've had this question presented to me a few times and it's a little bit challenging to answer because in my heart of hearts, I knew that I did everything I was supposed to do. Like I executed upon it, you know? And as I help other people to do the same, what I'm realizing more and more is that people don't execute quickly enough. They wait for, they're waiting for something, you know? And I don't know that I would change anything that I did because I knew that I took action fairly quickly, you know? And um, just stay the course. Yeah. And, and, and I can't say this about 99% of things in my life. But when it came to the profession of being a new real estate agent in a new city, in a new market, I believe I'm proud of myself for having taken and executed so quickly, you know, other areas of my life. No, I've blown it in almost, you know, in every aspect of every part of life. But I think when it comes to this, it's hard for me to go back and say I would have done this differently because by the grace of God or timing and all of this, it, it it's very unusual. Like if it wasn't myself that experienced 60 million in their first year of closing, you know, and then 84 in the second year of closing, closings in my second year, it sounds like a scam, you know, like if someone told me that, I'd be like, oh, it's a scam, you know, so I don't just take, I would just take action that much quick, you know, more quickly. I spent two months getting YouTube prepared, you know, and, mm. um, but I would, I would just take action as quick as possible. And you do all your videos yourself? I do. I do. And in the beginning, I think it's efficient to have someone else do them because, but I can do them very quickly. If this was a house, I can record this house. I can go back and edit it. I can probably do it within an hour, you know, and my videos aren't great. They're basic. They're fundamental. They're okay. People can do a much better job at things, but I just, I try to keep it as minimal as possible. Just use an iPhone. Um, I use a corded mic even. And I do a lot of selfie stuff and I just get it out there because I know that people just want it. The reason I chose have people not do it for me and me to learn it by myself is because you got to remember 2020 and 2021, everything was so fast and so quick. If the home came on market, if gone. you didn't jump on it, it's gone, right? Yeah. So I wanted to be the first one to show a particular section because, and I knew I had to get that out today. If I get out today, people will search for that. I'll be the first one that comes on there. So. That's a little bit of a nugget as well. In hindsight, is that you timing is important. You want to be the first one to jump on um, a new home, a new section, a new community because it becomes a keyword, right? And every time they do their own marketing, they're googling it. So if they Google it, you're one of the first ones to put it out there. You can have that search engine kind of con conquered right there. So I don't know that I would do anything differently. I would, I would. Cause I'm so grateful and I know it's so unusual that the results I was able to achieve. So that's awesome. Yeah. I would, if there's something I took away from what you just said, mm -hmm. it was stop worrying and waiting for things to be perfect. It's go out and just do the damn thing. Mm -hmm. It's go film the video. If it's raining, do, do the inside, get a quick thing on the outside, put it up. Yeah. Um, you don't have a crew with you selfie it yeah there there's it doesn't have to be an hgtv special or caliber yeah. video yeah. for you to put it up as long as you're here for the long term 
just do it, you know? And you mentioned, hey, we, sometimes your YouTube doesn't get hits. Even for musicians, like it's not until their third album and that one song that hits, the moment that hits, people backtrack your past albums. Mm. Don't worry about that, you know what I mean? And so even for me, like, it was doing okay, it was okay. And I remember just doing like this one, Loves Your Home in Lakeway, and it hit, you know? I think it's like at 250,000 views right now. And it's because of that, I think I picked up like maybe 600 subscribers. And they, then they started filling in and watching all the other videos as well. So don't be discouraged. Just keep putting out the content, you know? Because you never know what's going to hit. You never know hit. what's going to hit. And, and, and they do. And it hits. And and I would say, yeah, as you guys know, YouTube is a great platform. I think right now, I think it'll change. I think there'll be new platforms in the future. But right now, YouTube tends to be a great search engine. Very stable. Um, and away from too much um, societal pressures and conflicts of politics and everything it's just kind of there as a search engine more than anything yeah you can find what you want without being inundated too much about things that you don't want it's great when people are googling things like you know new homes in georgetown and your just video comes up on the correct that's yeah, nuts correct yeah. as opposed to like they're not going to see your tiktok there it's going to be a youtube video yeah. yeah you know for whatever reason that's that's what ties into it and i don't know if the two are connected or owned together or what but Nonetheless, your YouTube videos are what pop up whenever you're doing a Google search. Yeah, yeah. And, so. and it's a great way for people to find you. Like last year, I had someone from Netflix, some reality show for Selling in Austin, reach out to me. I declined that, you know? And then just recently, you know, CNBC had a producer find me on YouTube and put me on, you know, one of their programs or whatnot, you know? Oh, so I saw it, that, yeah. It's, so it's a constant, it's a constant, yeah. it's a constant, you know, LinkedIn for you, you know? So my major takeaways from this episode, consistency, competency, mm -hmm. and connection. Mm -hmm. Right. That's so huge, guys. If you take nothing else away, I think that'll that'll put you. I mean, that's the great summary for this episode yeah. and adaptability yeah. and taking action. Yeah. Stop being scared. Go do it. Yeah. You and know what to do. You know what you need to do. You'll connect no matter what. You have tattoos. You're going to find people with tattoos that need homes. You know what I mean? Like you, you'll connect with anything. You're single. You know, you're a young professional. You just, it doesn't matter. You will attract who you are. So just go be yourself. And there's enough market share for people to to. You just want people to say me too when they watch your videos. Mm. Hey, I came to Austin because I love the nature. I love the fact there's topography. Oh, me too. And I came here because I wanted a, an environment for my family to raise my children a better cost of living. Oh yeah, me too. You know, you know, just get them to say me too. You don't want them to say so what. So every time you put something out there, are they gonna say me too or so what? You Oof, know? I love that. Yeah. That, boom. That's boom. mic drop. That's a. This might have been one of the best episodes we've ever had. Bookmark it. Go back and listen to it again because, I mean, I'm going to. I mean, I was here, and I'm just like, my mind's blown. Again, thank you for sharing, for taking your time and letting us be one of the first people to, to interview about about your expertise and just explosive growth through this industry where a lot of people struggle. And I think it's great for people to hear I'm a new agent too, mm -hmm. but I'm freaking killing it. Mm -hmm. And this is how. Mm -hmm. So thank you just from a personal standpoint and as a fellow realtor yeah. for, for letting us pick your brain here today. Yeah. Yeah. So for all the listeners that are listening today, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at Suman Kim Group. They can find me on YouTube. Just type in Suman Kim Realtor and you should can find me from other platforms. Nice. If you're watching a, a walkthrough video in Austin, it's probably a Zoom in. <laughs> so, uh, I got a challenge for you for between before you listen to the next episode. For everyone listening today, I want you to make ten new connections. We gave the same challenge to a new member on our team. I want you to meet ten new people before you listen to the next episode. I want you to get out of your comfort zone. I want you to at least exchange names. Um, 
you don't necessarily have to get their contact info, but when you're walking it through the nah, grocery, get their contact info. <laughs> if you can, that's a bonus challenge <laughs> if you can. But if you're at the grocery store, I want you to get out of your comfort zone. I want you to meet 10 new people before next week. Uh, John, where can people find you online? At John Michael Perez on Instagram. Perfect. Jordan sells ATX. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Suman, thank you so much for uh, coming again today. This was so valuable, not just for our listeners, but for me as well. So that yeah, great podcast. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is your platform and I appreciate you giving it to me. Thank hey, you guys so much. Guys, if you learned anything from this podcast, please share it with your friends. It would really mean a lot to us. Absolutely. We'll see you all in the next one. Y'all go be great in your local markets. What a banger. <laughs> What that's a cool. banger. That's cool. Wow. That was cool. It was fun to share. Fun to talk. Yeah. Damn, you killed it.